Tom Swalbrick on LBC. With Enterprise, you're in good hands with friendly customer service. It's Friday, it's ten to six. You've accidentally or deliberately got LBC on for the Tom Swarbrick show, and you're here on this miserable summer's evening to warm the cockles of your heart for the radio equivalent of a steaming mug of Ovaltine. Feed up, get cosy. For the best storytelling on the dial, it's Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, stop me when this becomes familiar, but events in Washington this week were once again entirely unprecedented. A moment in American history once unthinkable. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. Jack Smith, the Department of Justice Special Prosecutor, he has already made history by bringing criminal charges against Donald Trump over his alleged mishandling of classified documents. On Tuesday, he allowed a much larger other shoe to drop. The former president of the United States is now facing fresh accusations relating to the deadly riot on Capitol Hill two years ago and his efforts to overturn the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Mr. Smith came to Washington and threw the book at Donald Trump. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. It's described in the indictment. It was fueled by lies, lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting and certifying the results of the presidential election. If he sounded a touch nervous there, even suffering from a case of dry mouth, it may have been to do with the gravity of the process that he was formally beginning. But Republicans seized on his demeanour, suggesting the career prosecutor had indicated he's nothing more than a pawn in Joe Biden's re-election game. That was special counsel Jack Smith, who looked like a bedraggled nervous wreck, dripping with anger and highly emotional. Trump supporter Jesse Waters, a primetime host on Fox News, giving the network's audience the benefit of his analysis and then turning the microphone over to Alina Haber, one of Trump's attorneys. Alina, how is the federal government going to prove that Donald Trump knew the election was clean, but he was saying it was dirty anyway? I mean, first of all, he doesn't think the election was clean. Anybody who's listened to him knows that. That's right. The thing about a criminal level indictment and charge is you have to prove the intent, the mental state of the president at the time, which everybody that knows Donald Trump, he still believes the election was stolen and he has good cause to believe so. In America today, you pays your money and you takes your choice. Over on rival left-leaning channel MSNBC, the mic was handed over to Joe Biden's former president. Secretary Jen Psaki. She is now one of the network's presenters and made no effort to conceal her glee over the release of the 45-page indictment charging Donald Trump with obstruction and conspiracy. I mean, if we take a step back from all this paper and the crazy things that make your eyeballs pop out of your head... (laughs) This has never happened before. A president of the United States has never tried to overturn an election. You know, in all these days of darkness, we should feel good about the Justice Department, the justice system, 
working and moving the process forward. So if you're a Democrat, you celebrate Donald Trump's justifiable comeuppance. The former president now facing 78 criminal charges in three separate cases, each of them draining him of unimaginable millions in legal fees. He could be jailed for decades. But if you're Donald Trump or one of his growing number of supporters, you insist this is nothing more than an effort to stop him from returning to his rightful place in the Oval Office. At the Washington airport, named after Ronald Reagan, Trump spoke to reporters in the rain, minutes after entering not guilty pleas to the new massive charges that he faces. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Now, in the welter of legal action that Trump has faced over the last few weeks and will continue to face, prosecutors in Georgia are about to charge him with election fraud there, it may feel difficult to rank the cases in order of gravity. But this week's action by the Department of Justice is, as Bloomberg News put it, the big one. The former president facing criminal prosecution for trying to mount a coup, knowingly lying about the outcome of the 2020 election in a bid to stir up his supporters and keep hold on to power. The charges are a huge test for Republicans. Will they continue to stand by Trump? Will he remain the front runner in the race to lead the party into next year's election? All signs currently suggest he will. Listen to the difficulty that former Vice President Mike Pence had this week on Good Morning New Hampshire with Trump supporting presenter Rob Carson. You haven't recognized the fact that it, it, it very much appears that the Department of Justice is completely uh, biased against Donald Trump, and this is an attempt to keep him from running. Rob, I can't believe you just said that I've never acknowledged the politicization. When yeah. I was in the Trump-Pence administration, I actually was in part targeted and investigated during the phony Russia hoax. As he's tried before, Pence sought to have it all ways. He wants Republicans to know he's proud of his service as vice president in the Trump White House, but appalled by the way it all ended. I don't know whether or not the government has the ability in this case uh, to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a crime occurred, Rob. But uh, I just want the American people to know that I did my duty that day and that President Trump was wrong in saying that I had some a right to overturn the election. That okay. was completely false. He continues to repeat it. His yeah. allies in the media continue to repeat it. And I'm not going to stand for it. Well, I, I wasn't actually talking about that. I'm, I mean, you've made it clear your thoughts on that, and that's fine. I won't dispute your beliefs with regard to uh, January the 6th. I'm just curious as how it's you... It's belief. You, it's the law, Rob. It's uh, the law okay. and the history uh, of this country. A leading Republican trying unsuccessfully to steer his party back to its moorings. There was one other development this week that indicates America more broadly is all at sea, and it came in the realm of high finance. Fitch downgraded its United States credit rating from top-tier AAA status today. At this point, the Treasury Department is very strongly pushing back against Fitch's rating downgrade. For the uninitiated, Fitch is one of the world's leading credit ratings agencies, and as NBC reported there, it decided this week that America is not as good a bet as it used to be. It stripped the country of its AAA gold-plated status, downgrading its creditworthiness to a still very respectable 
AA+. But Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was furious about a narrative that suggests the American economy is not as strong as the Biden White House wants voters to believe. Fitch's decision is puzzling in light of the economic strength we see in the United States. I strongly disagree with Fitch's decision and I believe it is entirely unwarranted. But if you look at what Fitch actually said, the number one reason for the downgrade was not the state of the economy. The agency cited America's erosion of governance for its move. Richard Francis, a Fitch director, told CNN that America's out-of-control political polarization means the country can no longer properly address its fiscal and debt issues. We do feel like governance has, has deteriorated steadily over the last 20 years. The, the Democrats have moved left, the Republicans have certainly moved right, and the center has fallen apart. And that just makes uh, making difficult decisions very challenging. Like a canary in a coal mine, the ratings downgrade indicates the political oxygen in America is getting thinner. The White House disagrees, but this week's events, Tom, did little to indicate that America's Democratic pit shaft may be survivable. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week.